God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. The internet, such a wonderful tool. So much information and so much misinformation. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but then there's also a lot of stuff that maybe isn't so good. Fake news, even outright lies. Who can you believe? It's easy to recognize something that is false, but not everything. For instance, there's a picture of President Lincoln take, took with his iPhone, and it says that this, this was not Photoshopped, because back then they didn't have Photoshop. <laughs> Sifting through information, a person needs to decide what is right or wrong. When it comes to two people trying to defend themselves, there's always two sides to every story. It's a he said, she said. And that's why we have court cases with jurors who can hear all the evidence and make an informed decision. In the Bible, one would need to have two or more witnesses to convict a person. In the Old Testament, it states a single witness does not have any legal standing to convict a person of any guilt or sin in connection with any wrongful action he may have committed. A case is to have standing only on the testimony of two or three witnesses. And in the New Testament, St. Paul wrote, every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. And it stands to reason, one person may not have all the evidence and, and may not be able to make a, a rash decision. But when we look at it from God's standpoint, we have a perfect judge who doesn't even need witnesses to determine the outcome of someone's truth or falsehood. God is a perfect judge. He knows all. He cannot be wrong. And at the same time, we can't even pull the wool over his eyes. He's perfect. He can't lie. He can only tell the truth. And of course, the only way to get to heaven then is by believing what he tells us because that's where the truth lies. And there really is only one truth, isn't there? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Of course, there are many religions that look at it differently. They put good in, getting to heaven by doing good works. We call that self-righteousness or work righteousness. They say that all I need to do is work my way to heaven. I just do what God wants me to do and, and make him happy and everything will be fine. But that's not what the Bible tells us. Jesus tells us a different story. And today, St. Paul, he reminded the Corinthians and us that God did all the planning, all the work to save us. And so 
give God credit. Imagine not having a Bible. How would you know that there was a heaven and a hell? If there were no Bible, how would you know if there was a God or not? What would your life on earth be like? Probably a lot different. But we do have the Bible. And the Bible tells us so much about how we are to live on this earth and, and what we have to look forward to in heaven. The Bible also warns us what can happen if we don't believe what God tells us. So give God credit that you can recognize the devil's lies. James wrote, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Being forewarned is being forearmed. When we know what the devil is all about, we'll be able to discern what is truth and false, and we'll know what his evil intents are. Jesus spoke about the devil. He said, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and did not remain standing in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he lies, he speaks from what he is because he is a liar and a father of lying. Mull this over in your mind. The devil says, I always lie. Is he telling the truth? <laughs> Think about that for a moment. Some things just befuddle us. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around things. And, and we can't even trust our own logic. And you know, that's how the devil sucks us in. He tries to get us all mixed up. And tries to get us to believe something that may not be true. He twists things around. Remember what he did with Adam and Eve? In Genesis, it states, The serpent was more clever than any wild animal which the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Has God really said, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees of the garden, but not from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat from it. You shall not touch it or you will die. And the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. In fact, God knows that the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. And you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Half truth. They wouldn't know the difference between good and evil. They didn't need to know that, but they would, and they did. The devil created doubt and got Adam and Eve thinking about the unknown, about trying to use their own logic. He still does that today. He still makes us think about things and and mull in our minds, did God really say that? Does God really mean what he said? Would he really condemn someone to hell because they never heard of Jesus? Does God even care about what I do when things aren't going well? How can God let war and sickness around the world happen? And the questions just keep piling up and, and we begin to start doubting. Yeah, God, what about all these things? The devil is certainly not afraid to go after even the best of Christians. And no matter how strong your faith is, you need to be careful. St. Paul also wrote, So let him, him who thinks he stands be careful that he does not fall. No testing has overtaken you except ordinary testing, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tested beyond your ability, but when he tests you, he will also bring about the outcome that you are able to bear it. That's a reminder that, that God knows what he's doing. And he'll be there to help us. He still has everything in control. And so give God credit that you can recognize good from evil. 
that you can recognize the devil's lie. You know, the devil even tried to get Jesus to sin while he was in the wilderness by lying and bending the truth. Listen to the response that Jesus gave. The devil took him into the holy city, placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, and he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not test the Lord your God. The devil wasn't afraid to tempt Jesus, so you can be sure that he's going to be after you too. He's going to try to find ways to to wiggle into your minds and make you not think about God or at least to think that you're, you're as good as God. You can do everything and anything you want and you can get yourself to heaven. But that's not going to work. Give God credit. Give God credit because as Jesus stated to the Jews who had believed him, if you remain in my word, you are really my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's how you're going to know if it's the devil whispering in your ear or if it's God. Listen to the truth. Know what the word of God says. Give God credit so you can recognize God's truth. And that's very important. So listen closely. Put off that white noise that's going on around you that tries to distract you. Believing in Jesus is the only way to get to heaven, period. There are so many questions like, how about those who never heard the Bible? Why, why are some people predestined and others aren't? But the only question we really need to answer is, how can I be saved? How can others be saved? And once that is answered, and we know that truth, that is through Jesus, then we can reach out to others and share that truth with them as well. And so it's with urgency that we want to make sure that we know what the truth is, so we can share it with others. God's truth, the most important, of course, is that we know the way to heaven and, and that we believe that Jesus is that way. Jesus is indeed the Savior of the world. He lived a perfect life in our place. He died in our place. He rose. He is the Messiah. And it's something you would never figure it out on your own. As Scripture tells us, in our text, not many of you are wise from a human point of view. Not many were powerful and not many were born with high status. But God chose the foolish things of the world to put to shame those who are wise. God chose the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are strong. And God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to do away with the things that are. When you think about everything that God has done for us, we realize the fact that we are so blessed. We're so blessed to know that God is the one who has given us our faith and that he has opened the door to heaven for us and saved us from our sins. How can we ever believe that we can do it ourselves? How can we ever take partial credit St. Paul says, yes, there are many intelligent people in the world, at least from a worldly viewpoint, many people with high IQs, and they do so many wonderful things for our world, but how many intellects out there deny the existence of God? And they look at the Bible as just a book of myths and fables. Obviously, the Holy Spirit wasn't able to crack their hearts and open their spiritual eyes to the see the truth of the Bible. 
And so we give God credit that he has given us the Holy Spirit so that we know what the truth is. Paul points to the Corinthians, he points them to themselves an example of God's strength made perfect through weakness. Because the majority of them, he says, didn't come from an upper crust of society, the, the ranks of the learned. God, however, chose them to be the believers and, and to join the ranks of the crowds, the people that would hear that word and believe it. They were common people. They didn't have the highest IQ. They weren't the greatest of the people in their community. But that's okay. It wasn't them that saved themselves. It was God. Give God the credit. The Holy Spirit did it for them. And you think about the, the thoughts that he was giving to them. And, and then think about what Jesus said in the Beatitudes. How it, that we don't have to be the greatest. We just need to have faith and believe. And think about how God chose the, the losers of the world how, and not the winners. How he chose the weak and not the strong. And So there is no doubt that it's all his power. It's his credit. The weaker we are, the more readily we are to trust God's strength and, and to boast in the work that he did in us. So it's a good thing that we aren't in that uppity society and, and go around with our nose stuck in the air. But it's rather it's important that we humble ourselves and that we say, God, have mercy on me. Too many are too smart for their pants, and as a result, they don't know the real God. They don't know the real Jesus. Look at the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. They were the religious leaders. They were the religious, the biblical experts. And they didn't see Jesus as the Messiah. It takes the Holy Spirit's work to, to put faith into a person's heart so that one may believe. It's the word of God that does that. And that's why St. Paul writes, but because of him, God, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us the wisdom from God, namely our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. God did this so that just as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So we want to give God credit. Give God credit that we can recognize his truths. It's sad that many do hear, but they don't believe. Their own thinking and logic get in the way. And then when problems arise, they try to figure it all out on them, by themselves, and they can't. And all the time, God is standing there saying, I'm ready, and I'm willing to help. Jesus even stated, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes, Jesus is ready to do our bidding, to take care of us, and to help those who can't help themselves, namely all of us. So the truth is, no one can get to heaven on their own. They need Jesus. No one can satisfy the desires of God, the demands of God. And if you think about it, if someone could actually do enough to earn their way to heaven, then, then why would Jesus even have to have come to the earth? He could have just said, okay, all you people that are so perfect and all that you can, you can really please me and do my will, you go ahead and do it. And all the rest of you, you just go to hell. Because I don't care anymore. I don't have to go through all this. But that's not what happened. Because the truth is that it does make a difference. God's love for us is such that he knew 
that we needed his help. And that's why we love that passage from John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will be saved. What a wonderful blessing to know that God's love for us was so great that he made the plan. He carried out the plan to make sure that we would have that opportunity to get to heaven. So give all credit to God. Don't think you can do it yourself. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's what's going to save you. The truth. Don't rely on your own thinking or logic because sometimes you're going to just keep on questioning and saying, God, how come you're doing this this way? We'll never figure them out. Not with our puny brains. But that's okay. Because he took care of everything. He figured out, he was smart enough to figure out a way to keep us out of hell and to provide that scapegoat we call Jesus to take our sins away. And so when the devil tries to convince you otherwise, tries to say that what you believe and, and all the worshiping and praying you're doing is a waste of time, you look to God's word and find that encouragement and that surety that you know the truth because God has given it to you. Give God the credit. To God be all glory. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.